to Burger Creek Productions' 15 Minutes of Fame podcast features Glenn, also known fondly as the one-man punk rock band, Pegged Vermin, from Rhode Island. Here's his song, Look Busy. I am lucky enough to have Glenn, a.k.a. Pavid Vermin, a uh, punk rock solo artist um, right here in the Northeast. How is, uh, how's your Monday going so far? Uh, pretty good. Uh, just working a little bit, and then, uh, yeah, nothing too exciting. <laughs> good man, good man. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm curious, in your eyes and in your experience, what, is, what are some of the biggest benefits to being in a one-man band, if you will? The benefits, um, you can kind of just do things whenever you want to, you know, it's right. like, if I have an idea, I'm, I'm pretty impulsive. You know, I like to act on things immediately mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, for better or for worse. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I, it, it probably be good to have somebody there to say, Hey, you know, that's kind of dumb. Don't do that. But <laughs> Um, (laughs) but you know, you know, when you're alone, you don't have, uh, you know, you don't have to run anything by anybody. You can just kind of do it. And then, and then that's it. That's the end of it. And just move on to the next thing. Right. Well, I I think that's, I I think that's really, it's a cool element of, uh, punk rock, you know, being able to do things kind of with some sort of earnestness if that makes sense like you're just you're doing it right you're capturing it in the moment you're you're just going with it and uh i I think sometimes it gets overthought a little bit with uh with recording writing and i'm speaking just kind of just punk rock in general but yes it's part of the charm to it right (laughs) yeah i mean i kind of just i i I don't put too much thought into what i'm doing (laughs) um i kind of just let it flow naturally and uh you know, I kind of know when the song's finished and, you know, recording by yourself kind of that's when you kind of second guess everything because you're like, can I make this better? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not paying anybody to do this, you know, so I'm not wasting anybody's time or I'm not spending any money on it. So it's like, right. you know, but I, I know my limits when it comes to recording, you know. <laughs> now, speaking of just the material recording, etc., you know, who do you utilize, if you utilize anybody as like a muse or a critic kind of before releasing these songs? Because you're doing this on your own. I bounced it off of um, uh, Servo, who who owns Blow to Cat Records. Um, he'll kind of give me, uh, he's he'll kind of tell me like, you know, whether something's cool or not. Um, I actually showed Jay Prozac a lot of, uh, a nice. lot of my stuff before it's released. Nice. Um, and just some close friends that I've played music with throughout pretty much my entire life. Yeah, it's just a small circle of people. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Easy enough, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, this is actually the longest question uh, that I've, I've written out so far. but So bear with me here because it's, it's going to take a couple qu- twists and turns, but it's not too right. anything too astronomical. 
Um, your 2020 album, Cutting Corners, it, it features a track listing that is literally identical to the Beatles' Abbey Road, yet this isn't a cover album at all. Um, Abbey Road, for me, happens to be one of my favorite Beatles albums because I, I think it, it, it's a time in the band when every member of the band was trying so hard not to be a Beatle. And I was curious, why did you choose to make an album with Abbey Road song titles, but not cover any of the songs? <laughs> well, see, this is what happens when you work alone. You just think <laughs> of like really dumb ideas and there's nobody there to tell you, hey, don't do that. <laughs> but no, this this was super fun to work on. I just wanted to pick an album that pretty much everybody knows mm -hmm. you know like the, the song titles are for the most part very specific um i just think it's kind of fun to like shit on things that are important <laughs> <laughs> um you know not and you know it all comes from a place of love you know obviously i love the beatles i love abbey road um yeah it was just it was like a songwriting experiment i wanted to like take the most or one of the most important albums ever made mm. and just like really make them insultingly simple. You know, the song titles compared to like, you know, the masterpieces that the Beatles created. Right. Um, you know, I just thought it was kind of funny and you know, I just kind of ran with it Nice. and it was, it was a lot of fun. It was like a cool song exercise. Like having the titles already there was like, it was just something totally new. And, uh, you're like, oh, how am I going to write a song called Mean Mr. Mustard? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like I have a song called Octopus's Garden. That's like right. that's so that's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but it's so fun. It was just so much fun to make. Nice. In your opinion, what stereotype about punk music do you despise the most? Oh, man, um, maybe that it's like anybody can do it because in a way anybody can do it but not everybody can do it well right um it's it's deceptively like i don't know it sound it sounds easier than it is to play because there's a lot of dynamics mm -hmm. in punk rock especially in the drumming mm -hmm. um guitar playing like even though it's just power chords it, there's still a lot of um you gotta have like a real strong rhythm to uh keep up with the drums and if everything's like really tight that's when it's good you know mm -hmm. um that's just you know i think a lot of people just write it off before they even hear it and uh i'm pretty self-aware of like the music that i write mm -hmm. how it's viewed through maybe other musicians is like you know a bit of an eye roll and like oh wow you're still still doing that <laughs> <laughs> like this wasn't your stepping stone into like shit that you actually like and play mm -hmm. <laughs> you're, st you're still there um but i mean i i, I love it i don't know i like that i like that you brought that up to the dynamics of it because yeah the, even the kid one of the kids i've been playing drum or plays drums with uh couple of the side projects that I'm in or main I guess the main project I'm in he uh he had said that because we were at practice one time just nutsing around with a song and he always goes back to oh this is the TBR beat and he's like dude I couldn't yeah. do I couldn't do that for an hour at a show straight That's and I'm like tough. I know and but even even some like the Richie Ramone shit it's just like what like you listen to Too Tough to Die Animal Boy um 
you know, halfway to sanity, all that shit's like, it's not easy to do. And he makes it look easy and good, you know, or he makes it (laughs) sound good. makes it, uh, seem easy. Not at all. So much more to it. Yeah. Especially with the drums, you know, you you gotta be really tight. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's really, I think that's what separates like good punk bands from like great punk bands or, you know, the rhythm, the rhythm section, Mm -hmm. everyone's just gotta be locked in. And that's something that, you know, you come across these guitar players who are who can like rip like the nastiest solos, but can't hold like a steady, you know, Johnny Ramone downstroke mm-hmm. power chord. You know, it's uh, it's yeah, it's just like a different world of music that I I think because it presents itself in like a lighthearted and you know goofy way that people don't take it as seriously. But once you start playing it, you start realizing like, oh my god, I have to have a lot of stamina <laughs> to mm-hmm. to really keep this going. Stamina and I think melody. I think yeah. mel- you know hooks. Mel- yes. You know it's it's not it's not about masturbating on stage. It's about laughing and masturbating on stage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if that, make, <laughs> yes, if that makes sense. Perfect. Um, so you have some insane merch. Not not to, on on top of like the album art and stuff like that. Your merch, your, some of the T-shirts that I've I've spotted online and and some of the some of the recent posts or posts from the past. And I'm curious, can you explain to me what you mean by I don't want to be a Ramon? That is just um, another, you know, I only make fun of bands that I love, mm-hmm. you know, like I love the Beatles. I love the Ramones. I love the Beach Boys. But, you know, I rip on them all the time just because <laughs> why not? Right. <laughs> um, the Ramones song was just kind of a, just kind of making fun of the I wanna, I don't wanna <laughs> song titles. Right. You right. know, and, I, and it was just like, man, they're all taken. Every single, it's like, I don't want to do this. Man, that's taken. I want to do this. Well, that's taken too. And it's like, you know what? I don't want to be alone. That's nice. all that's left. <laughs> I'm going to write it. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yeah, well, it's just it's just a fun, you know, harmless song. Nice. Now, when someone asks you what Pavid Vermin sounds like or asks some pointers onto, oh, you know, if I want to check out your material. Where should I start? What's the one song you you nine times out of 10 always tell them to listen to and why that song? Uh, let's see. I would have them start with the second album, throw me in the trash or cutting corners. Actually. I mean, they were both written simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, this, I probably point them to the song space case on throw me in the trash or the title track. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, the first album was just me kind of feeling it out. And this is, there's like, this, you know, I like the stuff on there too, but I think the next album was where I kind of honed it in a little bit. And I think the title track in space case and, uh, please don't stab me like those types of songs. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's where it, I kind of started falling into my own like groove. Hmm. Nice. Now, being as though you know you're you're a solo artist, you know one man band, however you want to categorize that. I've I've talked to a bunch of different artists from groups, and I I always ask them, you know, how how is this whole process quarantine? How has this affected your writing process, your recording process, releasing music? And obviously, you know, as as a one man band, it's just on you, right? You're not trying to organize a practice right. or a recording session with you know four other people, three other people, whatever. Has how has quarantine kind of impacted? what you do i mean i feel like i've kind of been training for this my whole life (laughs) like uh (laughs) 
I, I mean, I, I've always just kind of been operating by myself when it comes to, you know, my own songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually when quarantine started, I started recording like this lookout records covers album, you know, because I had just finished throw me in the trash and cutting corners and I still wanted to record, but I had no more songs left. So I was mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to have some fun and bang out some covers. And I'm like, now's the time to do it. You know, I'm just, just kind of sitting in my house, you know, right. I, I would like, I would be upset if I didn't do something <laughs> this time, <laughs> you know? Um, but yeah, just, just, I just kind of kept going. It, it, the quarantine didn't completely affect the way I operate because it's usually, usually quarantined in my basement doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that. Uh, the Beach Boys, the Beach Boys didn't surf EP four songs, and and obviously this goes back to what you were, what you were saying about uh, you know ripping on things you love. Um, but tell me about that release. Yeah, the Beach Boys never surf. That is coming out on Jerama Forty Five Records uh, in Madrid, uh, late October. I believe you can start ordering the uh, seven inch. Um, yeah, that's just another song where I. Uh, just kind of ripped on the Beach Boys because I, I was just reading something and I was like, and they, they pointed out that the Beach Boys never actually surfed except for Dennis. Um, <laughs> right. But I, I couldn't fit all that into a chorus. <laughs> you know, except for Dennis, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I, you know, but um, yeah, just another thing. It's just, it's not necessarily about the Beach Boys. It's just like, you know, when you're a kid, you believe certain things and you grow up and you see, you know, it's not the way you thought it was. And it's just kind of that idea. Um, the whole record is just, it's fast. It's four really short songs. Um, yeah, it's a good time. It's coming out pretty soon. Nice. And it, other than, you know, Bandcamp, um, you know, Spotify, I'm guessing Apple Music, um, where do you like to direct people if they want to either purchase music? I know you have like a website, I believe, where you do have like your T-shirts and stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah, go ahead, I gotta go get a. Oh, sorry. No, no, no go ahead. Say? I was just gonna say, like, where where do you like to kind of point people um, when, like, oh, hey, where do I, where should I check out your music or whatever? Where do you kind of point them? Um, it's usually just Bandcamp, actually. Um, the the T-shirts, I'm gonna, I need to buy like a domain name for that because it's like it's just a really long you know <laughs> url right now right. um so i won't i won't torture anybody in repeating that <laughs> but i will i will post it once it's you know once it's all squared away nice. but yeah Bandcamp. so the uh my last question the song nobody knows what they're doing i, I think is a great anthem just for the human condition and i <laughs> i really appreciate the the line some people buy expensive clothes and go to work every day some some bury bodies in their yard as they smile and they wave. Can you give oh, some? Yeah. Can you give me some background, kind of just on this song, possibly inspiration behind writing it? Like, really, what made this click? You know, I'm a huge Dead Milkman fan, and I feel like the idea of this song stems from my love of that band. Um, I I feel like the lyric that you pointed out specifically, like I was channeling my my inner Rodney anonymous, you know, uh, yeah. Like just that line is just, I feel it was very dead milkman and the whole idea of just like, like nobody knows what they're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, 
and I didn't want the song to come across like, well, I know what I'm doing and nobody else does, you know? It's just like, no, none of us know what we're doing. <laughs> we're all just trying to figure this shit out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just, I kind of like, you know, not that this is like original by any means, but I kind of like taking dark themes and just putting them with like a very happy melody. Right. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of how that song happened. <laughs> 